1: Major League Baseball game yesterday in the city of Pittsburgh. Beautiful Sunday afternoon and I don't have a thing to say about it. I'm instead going to speak with you today about a trade, a minor trade that was made several months ago. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Cubs 10, Pirates 1. How much Bailey Falter analysis can you handle? Yeah, me too. So let's go back to the Robert Stevenson trade instead. Do you remember Stevenson? He was... A guy who was kind of thrown into that back-end mix along with Colin Holderman. You might remember he was the seventh-inning guy where Holderman would come in and be the eighth-inning guy. And then if David Bednar, of course, would take the ninth. And Stevenson had almost the same level of internal respect, meaning clubhouse respect, as Holderman did for his stuff. This was seen as a 7-8-9 that was really going to make the Pirates pitching staff in general healthier, more available. The games were just going to be shorter because you had a seven-eight-nine. So Stevenson starts off okay, and then he goes a little haywire for a couple of weeks, blows a couple of games, just blatantly blows them, and he gets traded to the Rays for Alika Williams. And nobody gives it a second thought. I don't mean to speak for everybody, but I didn't hear a single person give it a second thought. Now, trading a failed player to the Rays is kind of like telling your teacher that the test was too hard, only for the teacher to tell you that so-and-so student over here who aces everything thought it was super easy. But the Pirates made that trade anyway. And sure enough, like every trade that any team's going to make with the Rays, it's going to backfire because they're going to find out what was wrong with your player. They're probably going to find it out like that. And that player is going to embarrass you. And sure enough, you ready for some numbers? Okay. Stevenson in 18 appearances for the Pirates, had a 5.14 ERA and a 1.43 whip. That's walks and hits per inning pitch. A really, really good number for that, if you're not familiar with that stat, is 1.00. He's at 1.43. Since he went to the Rays, and the Rays told him to do this one super complicated thing which was to throw a really hard slider in addition to what else he had, he has now made 30 appearances. Sit down for this. 2.93 ERA, 0.72 whip, half of what he had in Pittsburgh. 42 strikeouts against seven walks, and opponents are batting 140 collectively against him. 140, it's like everyone you face is Austin Hedges. And I share this, I stress this today for a couple of reasons. One is the obvious. This team does not have a major league pitching coach or major league hitting coach who can make players better or who can just make them what they're supposed to be. That applies whether they're older, whether they're somewhere in the middle, Stevenson's 30 years old, or whether they're younger, which is by far the most concerning. Two is that the owner of this franchise, Bob Nutting, said at the time that he fired his previous front office, completely cleaned house, that the thing that ticked him off more than anything else was seeing players, but pitchers in particular, leave Pittsburgh, and get everything figured out for them, and then become superstars. And he's referring to Garrett Cole. He's referring to Charlie Morton. There were other examples. Everybody who had something wrong here got it fixed there. And when some of these pitchers, I didn't mention Tyler Glasnow, but I should have. Glasnow, of course, has had his injuries since then, but let's remember what he was when he first went to St. Pete. Glasnow saying. I just needed to get away from them. That, of course, was the previous administration, but the principle applies because that was the reason that Nutting fired those guys. And he didn't want to see that again. He wanted to see players getting better in Pittsburgh. He wanted to see not just elite acquisition, but elite development because no matter what it is that you think of Nutting, in a non salary cap league, this is an absolute must. There's nowhere to run or hide from it. But you know what? They've ran and hid. Because instead of sending out players or prospects who disappoint them or who, in their eyes, make their own regression, what they do is they demote them to the minors. Stevenson is a rare example of someone going somewhere else because they don't want to do that. They don't want to send Ruanze Contreras to the Rays. You know why? Because Contreras is going to turn into a 15-game winner down there. It'll take them about a half hour to figure out why Contreras was able to throw 98 miles an hour in the minors, and he got to Pittsburgh, and he can barely crack 92. Like this. The same thing will happen with Luis Ortiz. The same thing could even happen with Quinn Priester, because Priester has shown to be capable of hitting 95, even 96 on the gun when he's focused on the fastball. And if he was operating in a real organization with a real developmental system, they would have recognized the same thing that anybody, and I mean anybody off the street, even me, could see this past spring in Sarasota that... Priester was trying to get the Orioles out with a bunch of curveballs. The Rays wouldn't allow that. You know who else wouldn't allow that? About 28 other teams! But the Pirates did. And the Pirates don't want to trade these pitchers because they don't want to have them backfire. The way Stevenson now has. So they send them down to the minors and you don't hear about them anymore. Hiding them, they're running from the problem, they're not addressing it. When we come back J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. Today's J1Q comes from Dave who just says, oh man, this is so sad sounding. DK, my whole take is, why? Why is it like this? Why are the pirates bringing up journeymen every week? Is it bad management or bad decision making or all of the above? Dave, I love, love the nebulous quality of your question. To me, it summarizes... Pretty much everything that was going through my mind trying to stay awake through that game yesterday. Because you're seeing, uh, what's his name again? Bailey Falter. Sorry. I I just, I don't know who any of these people are. Okay. Bailey Falter and Osvaldo Beto and Cody Bolton. And who's the other guy they just started throwing at Thomas Hatch. And it's the same the same crap approach to trying to just filter through these, these nobodies, these never worse, as if this is year one. Ben Charrington has no apology for this. None. This is just how he operates. There's no daylight, my friends, between How year one was conducted under this front office and how year four is being conducted. There's never a, yeah, let's flip the switch. Let's do this. Let's try that. Let's experience some urgency. Let's start putting some people's feet to the fire. Nothing. And I've been saying this for a while now, and man, this sounds mean and it sounds personal. And I, I don't intend for it to be that. I like Charrington. I like Derek Shelton. I've made no secret of that, and I'll continue to express that. These are good people. But they aren't they aren't winners. They've never won anything. And they've never shown a proclivity toward it even back in april team starts out 20 and 8 there was never really any of that swag or let's keep this going it was all just as if they were waiting for their what's the cinderella thing the slipper to turn into a pumpkin or so i don't remember but whatever you know what i'm saying here okay they were waiting for the bad thing to occur, whatever that happens to be in the Cinderella scenario. They didn't push anything. They didn't say, hey, let's go replace O'Neill Cruz. Let's bolster our pitching. You Got a pretty rare and golden opportunity here. The division doesn't appear to be very strong. We're 12 games over. All we have to do is go 500 the rest of the way. and We got a pretty good chance of making the playoffs or at least a decent chance. Nothing, zero. They don't know another way. This is what they do. They barely falter their way through the season. I, I don't. I, I don't have a better answer for you, Dave. I, I wish I did. I, I wish I had something that was more concrete than they're just comfortable with losing. But they are. They have no issue with it. Not in full view of everybody and not behind the scenes. How do you overcome that? I appreciate the question. I do. I appreciate your intent behind it. My answer, I'm sure, is nowhere near what anyone would hope for. Now Let's
0: do this again tomorrow anyway, all right?